Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, 
ready to rock. Here we go. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Festivani. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Storm Festivani, and you're, of course, listening to Keep It Magic, the nation's most popular metaphysical show. We've had over 300,000 listeners uh, to the show, and I just want to say, you know, my hat's off to all of you that want to spend your week, uh, whether you're running on the beach or, you know, driving in your car or, you know, sitting on blog talk or, you know, doing whatever it is that you do when you're listening to us. So we're really grateful that you're listening to us, and we have a power-packed month for you this month of March. Basically, Jackie and I are going to spend the whole month talking about the down and dirty deep stuff, okay? So it's going to be pretty heavy, but at the end of the month, your lives are going to be pretty much transformed. So get into your seat. <laughs> you can't help it. You can't help it. This yeah, be and, exactly. You, you'll, you'll be transformed. So make sure that you buckle your seats uh, and uh, get ready uh, because we're going to be heading in a power-packed way over the next month. We're going to be starting today with the sun trumps everything and how to get rid of your self-defeating curses. Now, we talked about curses a few weeks ago with Dorothy. Jackie and I will be talking about something similar today, but we're going to go in really, really deep, really, really alchemical, and really, really transformative. So make sure that you get out your notebooks and your paper because... Uh, it's definitely going to be an educational show for you. Um, make sure that you cruise on over to our website at www.keepitmagic.com and also visit our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, um, we have a candle for that. So, Jackie, how the hell are you doing? I just want to know, sir, please, Mr. Storm Sestavani, astrologer extraordinaire, Kabbalist and keeper of all things mystical, what is going on energetically these past this week, last week? What's happening? Because I am in. It, I would have to say, if I had lit a candle, I'd be in the middle of Dorothy's tornado alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last four weeks actually um, have been some of the most boring. If we go into the Kabbalah. Um, <laughs> Something mo- boring good in my world The, the most boring um, portions uh, that you will ever read Because it all has to do with construction of the tabernacle Which was kind of like the floating temple um, uh, While the Israelites were moving through the desert um, And basically what the tabernacle is a representat- representation of I have to back up for a minute when we were in the book of Genesis, it was potential, okay? Um, it was, wait, can you say it again? Potential. It was potential, the Keter okay. level, okay? In the book of Exodus, you're in Chokmah, which is thoughts, okay? So basically, the Exodus is really kind of a gigantic metaphor for beginning 
a spiritual journey, um, beginning on a process. You know, you find out that you're a slave. You decide you don't want to be a slave anymore. Um, you rebel against the pharaoh, which is the ego. Um, uh, you know, you decide that you're going to go on this spiritual path. You go out into the desert, and then you find out this is hard. So that was the last four weeks. Is no, the last four weeks has just been building the tabernacle. You know, we had the rest of the running from the Egyptians and the Red Sea, and uh, you know, the the uh, the golden calf, and the, the you know, all of that has already happened. Um, now we're in the point in which they're building the actual tabernacle, which is you now have X amount of experience, Jackie, which I think that we all go through when we go down a spiritual path. You know, the first couple of years, three years, we kind of play at it. But we get a little bit of knowledge. We get a little bit of um, understanding. We get some concepts, okay? And then basically becomes the real particular – by the way, it took me 13 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it, and then we get uh, events that begin to occur in our life, and then basically what happens is that we start on the real particular process of the spiritual journey. Um, and when we get, go into that particular process, it's difficult, you know, because there's a lot of things about yourself. Um, there's a lot of things about your money, about your relationship, your businesses, all of this that kind of become very, very clear to you, okay? And Kabbalah teaches that there's two consciousness, okay? There's spirit consciousness and there's Satan consciousness. Now, when you're in spirit consciousness, okay, it means that you're able to see very, very clearly what the Satan is doing, okay? When you're in Satan consciousness, you know, it's everybody's fault and you're blaming and you're upset and you're angry and right. um, all of that other stuff. Um, so basically, you know, what is happening energetically with the building of the particular tabernacle is that energetically we're kind of forced into some people unwillingly and screaming, by the way, but forced into that soul consciousness, okay? And then you start to begin to see basically that Satan consciousness, that the, the negative voices in your head, all of the things that you're doing that are not supporting your spiritual growth um, in a very clear, very, very precise sort of way. So recapping in plain speak. In Jackie language, go ahead. <laughs> and everybody else in the universe language is that um, – we had a time when we were, the past four weeks, were kind of boring, but we were dreaming about our potential. So we were kind of putting out there like, ooh, what could be? You know, that's some of the best times. Actually, no. No? That's all Genesis. Potential is Genesis. So that was the week before. No, Genesis was like two and a half months ago. <laughs> all right. Okay, so the past From Rosh Hashanah, okay, until about two and a half months ago was all Genesis, okay? That's potential, that you're riding high, you're feeling well, you've done your tishuva, um, oh, yeah, you've cleaned then, out the soul. And that gets you through, like, your, the, the first of the year. It gets you through the first of the year, okay? And then, bang! Um, you know, now we're in the thought level. We're in consciousness, Okay. okay. Gotcha. You know, so basically, what the whole book of Exodus is about is, okay, now you have to begin this particular spiritual journey, and you, you have, um, uh, and this is the particular path that you're going on. The tabernacle, the last four weeks, is the building of the soul. Okay, so that's what we're in right now, yes. is the building of the soul. And it hurts. And it hurts, because, you know, what what doesn't fit doesn't ship. It, yeah. It's not going to... Um, um, you're you're deciding what you're taking with you on your journey. Yes. 
as you're building your the building of the soul, the building of the spirit, the building of of the rest of the year, the building of the rest of your life, yeah. of who you are as a person. So this is the time when you realize what doesn't fit and doesn't work anymore. Exactly. Now That's we can so add, funny. we can add on to that a little bit of a layer, and then I'll let you you go on. Okay. Um, astrologically, we have a few things that are currently going on. Mercury is currently retrograde. Um, which means reflection. Okay, that's a, when you see Mercury retrograde, what I would rather people do, uh, although that there's the communication problems and the difficulties and the mm-hmm. frustrations, and you shouldn't buy houses and um, uh, although you can buy some good stuff on sale, girl, um, <laughs> during during a Mercury retrograde, and eBay is a great place to find bargains. Um, but um, uh, but. It's not a period to make any form of changes or any form of plan of action. It is a time to reflect. So when people see Mercury retrograde, I would rather them just think reflect. Reflect. Um, right, cause, because, like, you know, Patty just got a car, but she's been thinking about it for months. Mm-hmm. So she stepped into the time of reflection and went, oh, no, that's a good decision. She was able to, to just... I would not have advised her to make that decision. Well... You know, it was she'd already decided to do it. Yeah, she already did it. We can't change that. But I would have not have to told anybody to purchase a car during a Mercury retrograde at all. Okay. Or sign any form of legal documents. Um, and where it will creep up is that the moment that she has to go in and repair something, mm-hmm. that little fine print <laughs> down there will become much bigger uh, during that particular time. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't advise that. The other thing here that we have going on is Saturn also is retrograde. Now, when Saturn goes retrograde, um, it means lessons, okay? So basically, it is a time to review the last year um, and look at what lessons have you learned, um, which ones are you still learning, which ones have you avoided, um, you know, because Saturn will really make you painfully aware um, uh, of... Yeah, that's my evil laugh because that's exactly what's working in my life. Yeah, right uh, of, of what's going on. Okay, now we... You know how they say, be careful what you pray for? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to repeat that statement, be careful what you pray for, because you will get it. Yeah, Definitely. Because that's that is this this time of reflection of what's working, what's not working. That's absolutely my my little calling card right now. When you add on top of that, Jackie, the fact that we also have a universal aspect that's going on, which is Saturn and sextile to Pluto, and they're both in mutual reception, meaning they're both in each other's signs. Okay, um, Saturn reflects or Pluto. I'm sorry, I'm giggling because I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, I explain it. I know. Um, Pluto and Capricorn is the tearing down of old uh, existing structures, old things that have not worked for us, the tired, the worn out, not viable, past the sell-by date. Okay? Um, Pluto will tear all of that down and begin to start to build something that is a bit more um, uh, uh, durable, basically, for us. Now, Saturn and Scorpio is also the building up of that particular structure in a more viable sort of way. So what you're seeing is people all around starting to look at their life, whether it be money, love, career, business, um, and all of these other things, and starting to notice discontent, starting to notice um, uh, unhappiness in these particular areas, which actually begins to promote a lot of change, okay? Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the big, huge layer of what's going on. Okay. So recapping again in, in plain speak, in Jackie speak, with it, this is just a time where you're resetting everything. Everything's getting reset. Mm-hmm. End of story. Amen. Um, yeah. So just take pay attention. So this is a great opportunity. You know, I look at Mercury retrograde and I kind of, after I took a new perspective on it, after we started doing this show, I went, okay, good. Because when I clear something during this Mercury retrograde, when I learn a lesson during Mercury retrograde, when I reset some stuff during times of resetting, I'm doing it for good. Yeah. I'm um, I'm doing it to um, for for a learning, a final learning, a mastery of a lesson. A, you're like, I got it, and I don't have to go through it again. So I get really excited when when it's time for that, and I can um, learn some things because it was really interesting. Um, you know, you were talking about the Satan energy. There's there's those two sides, and um, it, that has been a, a big a big lesson of me, you know, I'm going through a lot of a lot a lot of changes right now which are a little distressing and it really makes me reflect deeply upon myself and changes in 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 with people and, and whenever there's changes in my life with people um it makes me reflect really deep because I I see my relationships as a reflection of what's going on in my life. And yeah. and I have to say and it's you know I don't always like like what I see when I when I do that but I want to be a better person. Um, but hoy vey. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going through all this stuff and going, uh, okay, am I am I working with the the light, with with that positive aspect of spirit, and am, am I working for the highest good of of my spirit, or am I working through the satan and I'm, I'm blaming other people and other things? The interesting thing, Jackie, is that next week the energy is going to shift again. We're going to move out of hokma and into Bina um, in the book of Leviticus, um, and which I will spend an enormous amount of time talking about that next week. But um, one of the things that we begin to start to notice is appreciation and starting to do things um, uh, in a way in which we really begin to explore our particular intentions. You okay. know, what is our reason for doing this? Um, uh, it's a painful reality because there is a lot of times, you know, and I would just say from my own life um, and having approval addiction, mm-hmm. there's um, places in which I've done things, Jackie, that I really did not even want to do and agree to do things that I did not even want to do in order to to please people. Um, the difficulty with that is is that the intention is still a desire to receive for the self alone. Right. You know, because really the other individual is not getting anything out of it. Well, they may. But, um, I, you know, what it really comes down to is I'm doing this to please somebody else for my own gratification. Um, and basically we will start to see a lot of stuff next month. Uh, uh, and it is a book, you know, Leviticus is a book of the Bible, which I mentioned before the show. Everybody wants to skip over because, you know, that there's a killing of this and, you know, this sacrifice and that sacrifice and having to do all this stuff, and um, which I will get into uh, in full depth and all of these rules and regulations and all of this other stuff. And people just go, oh, let's kind of skip that and let's 
get most of uh, of numbers also until we get to, you know, people being swallowed up by earthquakes and, you know, uh, witchcraft and sorcery and angels talking to donkeys. And, <laughs> you know, so you want, if people want to skip all of that. It like an awesome stuff, epic tale. It is. <laughs> but, um, but basically, uh, uh, you, you know, where we're at right now is really that particular developing development of the soul. And if you're going to be on a particular spiritual journey, um, there's going to be particular points in which very, very painful things um, uh, happen to you. I remember uh, a few weeks ago, right around the first of the year, I was feeling rather discontent. And I was talking to my Kabbalah teacher, and I said, you know what, life sucks. Uh-huh. I'm discontent, I'm, uh, I'm unhappy, I don't know why. And he goes, it's a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's when you're shoved up against that particular wall, you can begin to make those particular changes in order to make things better by connecting stronger to the light. Yes, yep. And, you know, you said something about um, doing things for the self alone. And that is a very tricky, tricky thing to look at. Yeah. Because you can absolutely lie to yourself on that. Oh, absolutely. So when you think you're doing things for the greater good and not for the self alone, all of a sudden you're doing things for the self alone. I'll give you a wonderful example, Jackie. There's many people in in spiritual related businesses. Um and you know, that I uh counsel with business astrology and they have these very high aesthetic uh, uh, spiritual principles and they're wanting to help people and wanting to give and wanting to share. Okay, and then when when you sit down and you talk to them, it's really about making money for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically you can lie to yourself very, very easy and say, oh, I'm doing this for all these altruistic reasons. Okay, but if you're not authentic in saying, um, and I have no problem with making money, by the way, none, so people don't freak out. I love money because it lets me do a lot of nice things for people. Um, but the purpose for going into particular uh, business and uh, having a spiritual-based business, if you stay focused on that money, you will fail. Guaranteed. If you get out of that money focus, you'll succeed 100%. Did I lose you? Nope. You did <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm thinking, yeah, I was listening. It's, yeah. But it's true when you start to when you start to focus on the money, which is just the facilitator. You're not hitting your end goal. Yes. That's why you know when they say, be generous, be grateful, show gratitude um, when you want to increase your cash flow. And that's because you're you're taking your eye off of this thing that's only the facilitator. It's yeah. only the middleman and putting it onto the end result, which is I have so much money that I can be grateful and I can show gratitude to the world and I can be generous. Yeah. I, th- I think it, what it comes down to is that uh, if you are in that imbalance of only looking at things from this very altruistic perspective and you're sacrificing yourself and all this other stuff, you're in one part of the tree, okay? If you're looking at things only from the perspective of money, you're in the other part of the tree. You have to be in that center part. Yes, you do. And in that center part is, you know, when I did the, uh, Patty and I did the Akashic Records class 
um, healing your prosperity issues. You know, and, and when you're talking about prosperity and healing your money issues, you got to use that word money, 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 money over and over again. Yeah. But really, what we what we're what we're trying to and some people understood this. Some people pushed back on this and said, "But that's not what I want to do. What I want to do is this over here." And there's this judgment on me that I don't want to be um, driven by money. And I went, "Bingo, you got it." Yeah. Bingo, you got it because what you want the life you want to live is 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 simpler, is focused on something different, is you know. So that's that's like yes, you're getting it. You're on your way. You're healing those things, and and it will challenge the people around you, and they will not like it, and you have to let them go for that. Um, not let them necessarily let them go out of your life, but let go their judgment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means you let them go out of your life just because you're like yeah, I, I'm not. I, there's times when I go, you know, I'm not that strong. I'm not that mm-hmm. strong to be able to um, take on your short circuit and my short circuit at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, when we're in a short circuit, we're definitely in that Satan consciousness. I, kn- I know for me, Jackie, especially with the the prosperity issue, um, uh, in regards to tangible money, okay, I really haven't had a problem with that. Um, uh, You know, I work very, very hard. Mm -hmm. um, But I look at things in a very, very simplistic way. You know, are my bills being paid? Um, Do I have money for health insurance? Um, Do I have, you know, if I want a new phone for my office, can I get a new phone for my office? And if I want to buy a new Toyota Corolla, I can buy one of those also. (laughs) Um, But... Well, hey, um, thanks for sending that Nissan my way. Um, but, uh, you, you know, uh, I don't stay focused on that. Really, my, you know, I'm more obsessed with buying things to learn than I am anything else, which you know uh, quite well. Um, uh, but, you know, it isn't, you, you know, money is not the motivating driving factor. Money is a facilitator for me to do things that I need to do. One of the things that I've been working on, and then we need to go to a break, is that, you know, through this particular Mercury retrograde period, um, and Saturn retrograde, I have slowly been letting other people deeper into my particular private life and letting them know private storm more rather than just public storm. I know. I got to hear your mom's voice today. (laughs) The first time in five years. (laughs) I I was a little speechless. I had to go to a place of funny. Yeah, you know. So I, I have to thank my lovely mother for bringing me a latte before the show. And I have an amazing story to tell you that I just that just came about oh, a candle. Um, so we have a gal who was on a mission in um, Chile, and she, what she did is with with I don't know which doctor group, but she went with doctors to bring healing to different people in in parts of Chile, and she brought massage. And what she did is she brought a whole bunch of our spirit guide candles. Yeah. The Blessed Herbal Spirit Guide candles. And let's see if I can tell this story right without getting, like, choked up. She would light the candle for them. She would tell them what it is. She would have them hold it. And as soon as they would start holding the spirit guide candle, they would burst into tears and sob Mm -hmm. because they felt the connection to their guardians, their guide, and the light. These are indigenous people from Chile. Yeah, interesting. Isn't that isn't that intense? It's very very intense. I I, I really like that. You need to blog on that. 
I, I yeah, I think that's my my next blog, and and um, I'm just so honored that this woman took our candles there. I remember talking to her about it a couple of years ago when she left, and she's back now, of course. And thank the Lord, she wants more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a very in the middle of my turmoil, in the middle of my reset of a lot of things, and and some really big awakenings. That's the story that came to me. That's my gift right there in the middle of all that. That's the message. Yeah. Isn't it just the message right there? It it, it definitely is. Um, uh, I want to do a quick reminder as we go into uh, the break here. Uh, Jackie and I have new articles that are up on Keep It Magic for the month of March. Um, uh, My article is on how to use the new moon um, uh, in a business way. Um, in order to start projects or end projects or how to deal with your employees, all this other stuff. Um, I spent a lot of time on that article. I, I love that article. But, uh, uh, you know, it's up. And, Jackie, what was yours on? Uh, mine is on cutting away what no longer works for you. And, um, um, yeah, so it's it's. I just find it fascinating that I write this article ahead of time and then my life manifests that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Oh. I know, I know. Hello. Jackie and I are going to go to a break. Um, do not touch that dial. You're listening to Keep It Magic. Cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com, the sponsor of this show, and look at all of the wonderful products that we have. Jackie and I will be back on the other side with the sun trumps everything. Do not touch that dial.
And welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani. It is 4.33 p.m. here on the East Coast right now. If you want to reach Jackie off the air, cruise on over to www.keepitmagic.com, www.keepitmagic.com, or to schedule a reading with her, of course, move on over to coventrycreations.com. To reach me off the air, of course, go to stormsestavani.com, and you can... You know, read all about the world of Storm Sassavani over there. Um, Jackie, we're going to go into the world of Disturbia here a little <laughs> bit. Um, with uh, the Trump, the sun trumps everything. And one of the things that I just want to say from the beginning is that the astrological sun is probably the part of astrology that everybody has so much knowledge about, but it's probably the least understood. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning that. That's what we discovered when, when um, we were going through that. And I blame you for me knowing as much about astrology as I do now. And um, and uh, I get it. I get the that sun energy and how that's how that powers you and supports you. And and people think it. It's just interesting when you learn a bunch a bunch about astrology. You go, oh, I don't have to worry about the sun. But then when you come full circle, you go. Oh, that kind of means everything, doesn't it? Well, in many ways, it's kind of the CEO of the horoscope. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of governs, um, you know, how the other planets kind of interact and, um, uh, and uh, you know, how they proceed to fulfill the mission of the particular sun. Uh, and I think that a lot of people are really confused because they think that the sun is something that is innate. Um, it's not. Um, now we all have, you know, per, you know, characteristics of our particular sun sign, but the sun is actually more of the journey, the spiritual journey, than it is an innate list of characteristics that describe who you are. It's it's a process of becoming, not um, a uh, a tangible manifestation, which is more described by the moon. Interesting. So let's talk about that process of becoming that the sun is. Mm-hmm. Talk about that some more. Well, the sun really, for me, I think that the best metaphor to look at with with the sun is the hero's journey. Um, and if you go to any, you know, pretty much any story from uh, Perseus and Medusa, Hercules, um, Luke Skywalker, Harry Potter, um, the Hunger Games, um, uh, you know, all heroes uh, in ways will follow this particular uh, uh, hero's journey script, um, and it's pretty scary because it's like uh, somebody wrote a script and passed it out and nobody knew why. But um, (laughs) the particular sun and the unfoldment of the sun, which happens when uh, a transit hits it or a progression hits it or... uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's basically where the unfolding process uh, begins. And, you know, that there's a certain period, Jackie, probably during the first part of our life, in which we're running around doing the moon, okay? Um, and, uh, you know, it is our sense of connection to the physical world. It's our body. Um, the moon is our emotions. Um, uh, it's our connection to the womb, our connection to family. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and... Eventually, what happens, usually around the age of 13, is that the sun then starts to begin to kind of open up a little bit, okay? And on the inside, basically, 
we begin to start to question there has to be more to this than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of that, we begin our own particular journey. Um, and in many ways, you know, that there will be things that begin to spawn for the individual. Uh, you know, for example, one of the things with me um, was, uh, you know, trying to figure out what it is that I was supposed to do with my life at 13, 14. Um, and I trip over a chest and hit a bookshelf and out comes um, uh, Archives of the Collective Unconscious by uh, Carl Jung and um, a book on astrology. Um, uh, you know, that is the beginning, the call to adventure for the particular hero. And in many ways, all of our lives are heroic. Yeah, we absolutely are the heroes of our own lives. Yes. And if you're not the hero of your own life, you're missing a great opportunity. But I think that's what, what our journey is. The reason why I, what I, I asked is what we're trying to become, because a lot of times people feel that their sun sign is what they already are. Mm-hmm. And when we started talking about that this is what you're becoming, that this is kind of as a script, your own personal script for your hero's journey as your son, and then, of course, it aspects other things and blah, blah, blah. And, and so that makes that makes the journey. But, you know, when I when I talk about how um, we laugh about this all the time, about how I've got all these aspects in Virgo and my son's in Virgo, but I'm not very Virgo-like mm-hmm. because... Um, and you'd think I'd be like the most stodgy, prim librarian, you know, who says. Meanwhile, you have a book on the acoustic records coming out. I, I'm not saying anything. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> so, but I'm not stodgy. Although, you know, I don't mind dressing up like a dirty librarian every now and again. So. Well, what it is that you're going to present to the outer world is going to be your ascendant, which, in your case and my case, is Libra. Um, uh, So basically that's what it is that you're going to present. Um, The other thing here is is that your your early life, okay, is going to be more um, the moon. And in your case, your moon is also in Libra. I thought my moon was Virgo. No, your sun is in Virgo. Your moon is in Libra. Um, Am I rising in Libra? Yeah. Um, Are you sure, sure? I'm 100% positive, Jackie. I have to look up with it. I left to look. Keep talking. I'm looking. Your moon is at five degrees of Libra in the 12th house. Huh. I could have <laughs> my moon was in Virgo, too. <laughs> no, it's not. If we argue on the radio show. <laughs> Are you sure? It is not. <laughs> um, you know, so basically, you know, your particular early life was really about justice and fairness and okay, you're right. uh, and seeing things from, of course I am, I know astrology charts, um, uh, and, uh, and, and looking at things in a very intellectual, why is the world this way, why isn't this fair, why, you know, type of, mm-hmm. uh, of capacity. Here is the difference. My moon is in Capricorn. This is the way. Life is hard. <laughs> you got to work yourself to the bone, you know. <laughs> but, but then this, my son being in Virgo mm-hmm. kind of dictates my journey. So my journey is one about um, really about understanding how the world works, how people work together. So Libra is that, that moon and, 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 of course, the rising sign for me. But the Virgo says, okay, how I'm going to become my own hero. No. No? Virgo has nothing to do with hero. No, no. How you become your own hero, okay, is going to be in a Virgoan way. So there's that's what two I mean. things. 
there's two things that we have to consider. The sign Virgo, okay, and it's in the 12th house. Okay, what the sign Virgo says is that you have to be in service to other people in order to offer something of meaning to the collective. Okay. Okay, for example, um, uh, you know, my son is in Leo, okay, the son in Leo says, you're going to have to work on yourself. You know, your whole production this whole lifetime is going to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's in the 11th house, okay? So basically what that um, uh, uh, reflects is more the particular process of the more that I become me, Jackie, the more that I'm able to offer something of value to others. Right. So, so the, And that's the hero's journey. That's, so your sun sign... And I really like this concept of your, of your sun sign is your own personal hero's journey. Yes. And so that's how you get through your hero's journey. So for me, it's it's being of service to other people, and it's very true because, you know, that's what Coventry is all about, is creating solutions for other people. But I'm getting yes. into my own story versus the the whole thing about the sun trumps everything. So so this is what your sun sign is is your own personal hero's journey. It's what you are becoming versus what you already are. And that helped me understand my whole astrological chart in a brand new way. Mm-hmm. Well, because the sun reflects um, uh, our need to be unique, our need to be individual, um, and the ability to express that particular individuality mm-hmm. through creative effort. And basically what creative effort means is being one's own cause rather than the effect. Right. It's funny, you know, this this whole, even in your astrological cheat sheet that you gave me, Virgo mm-hmm. says, chaste, detail-oriented, serving, and perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So let's eliminate three out of those four. <laughs> but the thing here is, is that there's positive sides of being chaste. Um, uh, and the positive side of being chaste is, is that... Um, it's not necessarily going to take an enormous amount of wild risks. Um, detail-oriented. But I do take wild risks. Mm, you do in, in, in a Virgoan way. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I don't consider changing your hair color to orange, Jackie, a wild risk. <laughs> a wild risk, Jackie, for you would be for you to go get yourself a job at an insane asylum. But but see the wild risks were earlier on for me. Yes. Um, the wild risks were much earlier on that I made in my twenties, um, and I'm still working on them. But then I go off and, and do other crazy wild risks and go. This is my intuition. I know we have to do this. We're going to do this now. Yes. So detail oriented. Yeah, Ms. that's meta tags. Um, <laughs> uh, which I hate, by the way. Serving. Um, I have a business that sells magical products to other people, mm-hmm. um, and I'm in a service-oriented business. And you know, there is actually a positive side of being a perfectionist, right? Um, which means that I want the best possible product yeah. out there. I want it to be quality. I want I want us to have the best service. That that kind of perfectionism is is very good, and I demand it. And um, and I demand it sometimes more of myself than other people. Yes. Um, so I think that's kind of what how Virgo does is they demand it more than of themselves more than others. Yes. So 
so I just let's let, you know re, redirecting this on, on that the fact that your sun sign is is your hero's journey and that's what you're becoming. I think that's a really important statement because then when you look at the sun trumps everything is when you go back to the powerful aspects of your sun sign, whatever that is, and you become your own gravitational pull. Yes. In your life, and 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 that means. You are your core self. You get down to that core self. You you do things that that um, realign you because we get lost. Don't we get lost on our journey? We we start becoming what somebody else needs us to be, mm-hmm. or what society wants us to be, or become that you know addicted to approval or um, or trying to please everybody on my aspect. I'm trying. You know, I I have my own issues with trying to please everybody. It comes out differently than yours. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's becoming our own gravitational f- pull is when we start to create, when we become the cause in our life rather than the effect. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, the the interesting thing that most people don't look at in regards to the sun is, for just a second, let's look at it astrono- astronomically. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend like the sun didn't exist. Okay. There would be no life on the planet, mm-hmm. so we wouldn't even be here. Right. Um, uh, you know, it provides all of our nutrients. It controls the seasons. Um, it controls harvesting. It controls food production. Um, uh, well, it can. It controls our our um, biological clock. Yeah. yeah. No, the moon does. Well, not, I shouldn't say biological clock. I mean, the wakefulness and the sleepingness, that 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 aspect of the sun. Yeah. Um, is that it feeds us, it helps us, help, lets us know when it's time to grow and when it's time to restrict. Yes. And one of the things that, you know, people get so lost with the sun. Yeah, I think even the mythological representations of them um, are very, very telling. You know, um, in Egyptian mythology, it's raw. Um, which Ra um, was a god that you know rose out of the primal chaos of the Nile, and uh, basically he's this very phallic life force that generated all the other gods. Okay, mm-hmm. so the sun basically is going to generate all of the other things that basically occur in regards to our life. In Babylonian myth, um, the name is Shamash. Um, and it was a, uh, he was a god that just mounted the sky in a chariot and, you know. Well, I thought Shamash was a girl. Well, she um, just uh, mounted the sky in a chariot each morning and uh, descended into the depths of the earth. Um, you know, which was more that you were talking about in regards to, uh, uh, you know, the reflection of our waking cycle, which is actually, a, our waking cycle um, is actually a symbol for consciousness. Um right. Then, of course, there's the Greek Apollo, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the most fascinating and most telling. Um, uh, he was a Python fighter. Um, he was a breaker of family curses. Mm-hmm. He symbolizes the power of consciousness to free us from the bondage um, of deep-rooted and de- destructive complexes from the past. Um, he had the power to prophesy. And he also embodied the human gift of foresight. In other words, being able to see the results of our particular actions. So the more that you're conscious, the more that you're basically going to be able to see what is going to be the future result of your particular actions. All right. 
So let's talk about that for a sure. minute. I want to, because it was really fascinating to write this class that, w- that I presented at Con, because uh, this is a class I presented at Con, and, and, and we went through this together. And I have some people in my life who are battling depression. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that you said were absolutely true, and when I would talk to them about this, um, they they just, you know, they, they kind of, their eyes glazed over and they could not accept this. So, your sun sign, which mm-hmm. is your hero's journey, and we look at the gods of the sun, they all have an epic battle. Mm-hmm. And they all have that battle of, like, Apollo with the python. Uh, Ra had an epic battle with a snake. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of snakiness in here. Perseus with Medusa. Yep. Um, Luke, the Celtic god of the sun, he had to kill his grandfather, mm-hmm. which was he was an, the evil ruler. You know, the evil dude. Um, Shamash. Um, she um, the, she brought light to injustice. Mm-hmm. So everyone has an epic battle, the personal battle. So so you're being your own hero um, when you are becoming your own gravitational pull and you are um, in your own personal power, that mm-hmm. place of creation, that place of, of proactiveness. That battle, you need that sun energy, your own sun energy, your sun sign is going to help you with that personal battle, whatever that dark night of the soul is. And you can either go um, succeed in the battle and then you rise another day mm-hmm. and you evolve or you don't succeed and you fall into darkness all the time and that's depression. Mm-hmm. So that whole... That if whole, the monster wins. If yeah. the monster wins. If the monster wins then, then the monster is like depression or the dark night of your soul. Yeah. So um, then, then... But if you win, you, you get the prize. Yes. Yeah. You get to be your true self. Authenticity, yeah. And you get to live from your strengths. And and you um, get to grow. I think it's very, very difficult. You know, I, I can only relate to things, you know, from my own personal journey, Jackie. And I know that it's very, very difficult um, waking up at X age um, and realizing that for X amount of period of time that the monster has won. Yeah. Um, uh, and that you're, you know, constantly battling that same monster over and over and over and over. Um, uh, and the monster keeps winning, which, uh, you know, descends you into apathy and descends you, of course, into, in, into depression. At the same time, Jackie, a lot of people, I think, that are in very victim-oriented consciousness and are not real conscious of that particular son, okay, mm-hmm. and they still want to blame outer circumstances in the outer world um, for them no longer picking up the sword and and doing their own heroic journey. I think it's a very, very difficult thing for them to accept, and it may be easier for them to stay in the world of denial. Yes. Abs- yes, because um, it, it's not easy. This is not – no one said this was an easy journey. We're just kind of giving, giving you some hints and tips and tricks to get through the journey. Yes. Because if it was easy, it would be it would be worthless. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, I I think that you know a lot of uh, people, you know, the reason that they have curses in their lives mm-hmm. um, is because of the fact that they're not able to pick up that particular sword. 
um, and begin to start to do a, a, a heroic type of battle that allows them to break those particular curses. And, you know, if you're allowing other planets to run the show, whether it be Venus, Mm-hmm. whether it is Pluto, whether it is Saturn, um, uh, uh, you know, if those are the planets that are running the show, it's not going to be pretty. Right, right. So what you have, you have a choice. You, you, so your curse is that monster that you're battling. It's Your curse is your epic journey. Yes. So, so when you are living from your strengths, when you're living as the center of your own gravity – and and to me it's being in the being the center of my own gravity means that I'm I'm grounded. Yeah. I'm um I am focused in my life. I'm I'm living those strengths. I'm saying, "Okay, this is I'm the center of I'm the center of my life and I'm divi- I'm guided by the divine." Yeah. And so um when when you are no longer when you're not living in your own center, when you're living somebody else's life or when you're living outside of what your core personality is, you there's all kinds of room for curse to take hold because you're not you're not living as your own personal hero. Exactly. And the interesting thing that I think that people need to to look at is the fact that all of us go through this particular heroic journey. It was meant to be that way. Otherwise, we would all still be in the endless world. Um, right. You, uh, can't, you can't stay in that elevated sense of self and yes. connection all the time. You can't stay there. It's, it's impossible. You have, to, you have to learn your lessons and grow and evolve. And during that growth and evolutionary process, that's when curse happens. Yes, and I think that basically that the, the and another point, and then we have to go to a break that I want to make, um, is that when you're not working with the sun, when you're not living out that sun, you're living in the world of bread of shame. Right. And when you're in that world of bread of shame, that there's a lot of guilt, there's a lot of feeling not worthy, there's a lot of stuff basically that's going on. And basically it is that disconnection from the light that is basically running the particular show at that particular time. And sometimes that curse, whether it's your creation or somebody else's, is the best thing that can happen to you. Yes. Absolutely. And we have to take a break. We have to take a break. Um, we'll be back on the other side with more The Sun Trumps Everything. And Jackie will be getting into a little bit of magic um, to help develop the sun out. Uh, so do not touch that dial. You're listening to Keep It Magic. Boy, 
And welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. It is 5 p.m. here on the East Coast. That means it's 2 p.m. on the West Coast and every single hour in between. I'm Storm Sestavani, and, of course, I'm here with the lovely, talented, and glamorous um, Miss Jackie Smith. Um, and we're talking about the sun trumps everything. Jackie, I received a text during the break, and somebody asked me if I would, if we would kind of show how this particular process works. So let let me do this for just a, a second here, and then you can add in um, your particular, uh, the, you know, a little bit of magic into that as well. Um, let me go to my little map here. And, okay, Taurus. Um, the sign of Taurus, okay, basically what the sign represents is what it is that we truly value in life. And during the particular journey, of course, because we're dealing with the word value, okay, there always is going to be some form of an issue in regards to two things, okay, money and the physical body. Um because the physical body is a representation in many ways of our particular uh, uh, prosperity, um, uh, which directly results, you know, comes from what it is that we value. Um, uh, money, of course, is self-descriptive because it is the sign that, um, uh, you know, rules uh, that particular uh, uh, aspect of our life. Now, the issue in regards to Taurus, okay, if you just take a look at their keywords, okay, they're sensuous, they're peaceful, um, they uh, are stable, they don't like a lot of change, um, uh, and, uh, you know, they, they can be a little bit stubborn at times. Um, so basically the issue in regards to them dealing with life and in their particular journey, okay, invariably the particular uh, monster that um, uh, that Taurus is going to, uh, to basically have to face, okay, is the, what it is that they have, okay, so that is one of the things that they're going to have to face, you know, tangible physical reality, um, uh, feeling like that they're in a world of lack, all of these things are usually going to come up for them. And there's an interesting story in mythology that I relate to the sign, and it's the story of Theseus battling the Minotaur, which is a bull, of course, you know, which is the animal representation of, uh, of Taurus. And really what it comes down to is how the... Um, the Minotaur has created, Jackie, is that it is because of the greed and lust and sensuous desires that are going on in this family psyche, okay? Okay. Um, so basically what happens is that eventually that Minotaur has to be subjugated. In other words, Theseus, this wonderful little Taurus, has to subjugate this um, this minotaur, which is now eating and gobbling up everything, okay? Um, so if there was a sign that I was going to attach to hoarders, Taurus would be... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and oftentimes, you know, they have to face their own minotaur, which is their own junk. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the way out of that and the way to face it is... What the, you know, is by looking at what it is that they really value in life. And basically that their entire unfoldment of life is really going to involve, you know, what it is that they truly and deeply value. 
It's funny, um, in the class, uh, one of the people who questioned the class and said, I don't understand it, was a Taurus. Mm-hmm. So that was the one who really goes, I don't get this. I really don't get this. And I said, so you're a Taurus. Are you, are you musical? You know, Tauruses can be very musical. And, and she goes, oh, yeah, I'm a musician. And I said, so so when you are in a bad place, when you are in the dark night of your soul or feeling, feeling very vulnerable to other people's influence, what do you do? She goes, I go play my music. And I said, would that be a music thing that you're doing to ground yourself, <laughs> to do this over and over and over again, to get to that place of stability, to release things? She goes, yeah. And I go, there you go. There's your superpower. And I kept talking about, you know, since we're talking about the hero's journey, let's talk about superpowers. Mm-hmm. Your superpowers is, is that you can get in and really do that repetitive thing that brings you strength. Mm-hmm. It might be that you crochet over and over and over again, or that, and I just find that it's really interesting because a lot of Tauruses will have something that they'll they they like to repeat. Well, one of their superpowers is their ability to be patient. Right. Um, they can wait something out forever. Yeah. You know, the uh, uh, is um, one of the things to do. Veronica, she's a freak now because she's saying, please don't say my superpower is to gossip. No, Veronica, you're a Gemini. Okay, your superpower is to think. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, going through the signs real quick, you know, because we only have you know another twenty minutes of the show. Um, yes. Aries. So when you're facing your curse, whatever the curse is, whatever the issue is that's come to you, which could be one, you know, it could be anything. So an Aries person, they have to find a way to be victorious over it. Mm-hmm. Even the tiniest little thing. Whether it's I'm not going to think about this today, yeah, and I just won. Um, so, but it's it's fighting for, from what you told me before that 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 having courage and determination, your self confidence, is your superpower. So, you find a way to have a victory. Mm-hmm. And when you have that first little victory, then you can have the next and next and next, and that's how you overcome whatever that curse is. Taurus, you said, is that getting down to the basics, right? Mm-hmm. So, what's Gemini's superpower? You said intellectual. Yeah. So how does how does a Gemini get through a curse? They can go through all of the data and all of um, the options that they have available to them and acquire knowledge in order to make the best possible choice and decision. Exactly. So once they decide intellectually, yes. they've just won. They've just beaten the curse. So what about a cancer? Well, the Cancerian, uh, you know, of course, it's their connection to the family. That's their superpower. Okay, and it's chosen family, right? Yeah. So they would. So so when they when they see what's really important. Which for a Cancer is usually their actual family. <laughs> <laughs> so yep, that makes total total sense. That makes total sense, and that's when they feel strong and and supported and and can get through anything is when their family's behind them. Yes. So that, so turn to the family. And then Leo. So if a Leo is facing a big Be themselves. They have to do themselves? Be themselves, yeah. Be themselves. So don't be don't hide behind anything. Yes. Just be yourself. Um, usually with a little humor involved. Yeah. <laughs> and usually a crown. <laughs> <laughs> and to have courage, you know. <laughs> and, and then us amazing, amazing Virgos. Okay, you can do that one. Um, need to be of service. Yes. 
So when you're, um, okay, let me give you a for instance. When I'm feeling really confused or befuddled or um, feeling like I can't overcome something, whether it's a financial thing or a, or emotional thing, here's here's your best for instance. You know how I lose weight? I help other people lose weight. Yeah. Right there. So, Libra? Relationship. So what you would want to do is you need to talk it out with somebody. Not, not only talk it out with somebody, but their connection to life is going to be through how they relate to the outer world. So their superpower is being able to understand things from other people's perspectives. I, I totally relate to that. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't even help it. Scorpio. Uh, their superpower is being able to see darkness very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but But that means that you understand the motivations of the other yes. person. Yes. When you can see the other person's darkness, it's not so big. Yes. When you can find out what motivates them, then then you can you can go, "Oh, that's what motivates you. I told I can totally get around that." Yes. I can totally trump that. Um Sagittarians? Belief. Yes, cuz it wasn't meant to be anyway. Yeah. Um or and 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 some Sagittarians I know of recently they use that as a crutch too. I mean, you can do both sides. Yeah, yeah. And so it was really interesting. It's like, well, it's just not supposed to be that way, I guess. Well, they have to be inspired, you know. So the inspiration, which is a form of belief, actually, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, or belief is a form of inspiration, actually. Um, but uh, basically, that kind of ignites Sagittarius. So when their heart gets broken, when they don't feel they can believe in something, that's that's the tough. So yet they have to find something. They will fall into apathy and depression. So it's really interesting in working with a Sagittarian that I was working with. I said, so what do you believe in? you got to find something to believe in that's going to be the thing that you hang on to to pull yourself out. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing goes, I, I just don't want to believe in anything. And my response would have been, that's a belief. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I said. As I said, that's a decision that you made to believe that there's nothing to believe in. So it was it was really interesting. Now, I was talking to two different Sagittarians. And... Uh, one continued to, like, aim down the drain. They're, mm-hmm. like, aiming. That's where I have to hit rock bottom. That's their belief is they have to hit rock bottom before they can come back up. Mm-hmm. The other one said, I get it. I understand. Well, you see, with the, the rock bottom one, Jackie, if you, if, you, if you take that out, life is going to be better once they hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And I, when when I realized that they're Sagittarius, this is their dark night of their soul, and they've decided that they can only come back up when all choices have been taken from them, mm-hmm. when I realized that that's their belief, I put my hands up in the air and said, okay, let me know when you're done. Yeah. And it was great. It was so great to be able to go, oh, I get it. And then another another one, a Taurus person I know that, that is having a really hard time with stuff, um, they're stuck. They're stuck in a in a um, uh, repeated behavior. Mm-hmm. So that they're stuck there, and I can go. You know what? You're stuck there. You're stuck in this 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 area down here. These the um, what you're going to do. So actually, I can't help you with that because. Um, you're going to keep doing this, so I got to let you go. The monster with a lot of Tauruses is their physical body alone. 
Uh-huh. You know, oftentimes that they have either physical-based illnesses or yep. uh, things of that particular nature that they're having to fight. Right. Um, uh, uh, you know, so part of their particular um, uh, hero's journey is conquering mm-hmm. the world of, of physicality, which in many ways is symbolically projected onto their own body. And so the cancer that I know that's having a really hard time with, with some harsh awakenings, she is absolutely turning to her family mm-hmm. and finding strength from that and finding some backup. And it's it's so true. They desperately it, need connection. Yeah, absolutely. And so so that is absolutely what she's um, um, going, oh, I can get through this because I have family around me. It's absolutely true. So Capricorn, um, when they are um, at that place of, of feeling the curse and feeling they can't get through something, they, they no matter what they do, they can't get past it. Also, no matter what they do, they can't fail. So a Capricorn superpower would be believing that they can't fail. Yeah. So just say, okay, this is going to be hard work. Let's pull up, you know, let's put the waders on. Exactly. And let's and the gloves on. And they go. will be the one that chips at it and chips at it and chips at it. To, you know the, uh, uh, you know the seventy feet of uh, of rock in order to find the one diamond. Yep. You know they'll just keep at it over and over and over. So, um, the Aquarius? Um, the belief that the world can be a better place. <laughs> <laughs> Optimism, um, uh, you, you know, um, and being able to communicate and uh, see the big picture. That right. is, you know, the uh, the superpower. Also, also that they've, look, we've gone four steps. We've gone four steps, we can go a thousand more. <laughs> yeah, they're usually you know they're usually physical uh, fitness trainers. Oh really? <laughs> um, Pisces. There's no hope for that. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, uh, Pisces. The interesting thing about it is that their um, their superpower actually is what gets them in the most trouble um, because Pisces wants to see everything um, uh, as an amalgamation of everything else. Okay, um, they want to see everything blended together, and um, in this world of fantasy and illusions and all of this other stuff. And uh, basically, you know, their superpower is uh, one of them is being able to see how connected we all really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that actually is your superpower too. So you can, you know, understand that connection. You can. Um, so you can see, you can see why Pisces would be you know the monster for Leo okay uh-huh. in many ways is that Piscean um uh you know it's one of them but one is the, the, the Pisces and one is the, one is Capricorn but the the Pisces um energy of this is all part of the, uh, the the bigger grand cycle okay so when you when you look at leo who's supposed their superpower is themselves okay the last thing that they want to think about is them being part of a bigger larger cycle in only a little eye rather than a big eye um uh, you know when they face that particular um uh, uh realization basically what happens is is that they can begin to start to open up um, to something higher than themselves and really begin to start to connect spiritually. The other side of that, okay, is that the monster for Pisces or for Leo is, you know what, sometimes you've got to get up in the morning and you have to work at things really hard. <laughs> well, and there's okay. the, that big, huge, gigantic boulder um, well, in front well, of you. Let's look at what a curse is. Sure. 
Okay, because we were talking about the sun trumps and everything. It breaks those curses. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of definitions of what a curse is versus, you know, a jinxed condition versus this versus that. But but let's just look at it's curses. The word curse is like a headache. You can have all kinds of different kinds of headaches from a hangover to a tumor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's self-created to a big, big short circuit, a big, big karmic lesson. Mm-hmm. And when you... When you're cursed, when you're in the middle of, let's then change this word to, you're in the middle of a life lesson. So mm-hmm. a lot of times those curses that maybe somebody imposes upon you is the best thing that they could do because it's a big life lesson that you're learning. And yeah. you can, but you could. That's the first step in 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 getting rid of a curse is turning it into a life lesson. Saying, okay, what do I get to learn here? Exactly. And then. You know that you're dealing with a big life lesson when no matter what you do to remedy the situation, it doesn't work. The the other thing here is where you can find out a lot of knowledge about your curses, okay, is what is the consistent thing in your life that makes you frustrated. That gives you the basic bare bones recipe um, to what the curse is. Right. Right. So now, magically, to start dealing with it. Mm Mm-hmm. You need a candle that represents the sun, that that hero's journey. That's going to give you the energy. I have one. I have one. It's called the sun candle. Oh, there's only a couple of left. Get them while they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but as we are winding down the life cycle of the tarot magic line and the tarot tools line. To prepare for something new that's coming. Yeah, prepare Shh, for something new that's coming. So so you could get one of the last sun candles from the tarot magic line. Um, you can use a male energy as the sun blessed herbal candle. Mm-hmm. You can use a crown of glory candle. You can use a success affirmation or an everything and then some wicked witch mojo candle. So the, all those things represents that sun, that that energy, that boost, that being the center of your own universe. Mm-hmm. So you start with that candle. Then then you bring in the candle that represents you and your superpower. So first you're going to start with the thing that's going to charge you up, and then you have the candle that is going to be your superpower. So let's go through what they are. For Aries, of course, it's a fire, energy, and will candle. Mm-hmm. For Taurus, it's an earth candle, the stability one. For mm-hmm. For Gemini, it's the inspiration air candle. For Cancer, it's the emotional balance water candle. Um, For Leo, it's another crown of glory candle. It's okay. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, For Virgo, it's the prosperity. For Libra, it's sacred space. For Scorpio, it's the grief candle. Mm -hmm. Or reversing, because that helps you see the darkness. Yeah, and the grief helps you find the darkness too. The Sagitta- for Sagittarius, it's the Spirit Guide candle because we're all, you know, bigger picture. For Capricorn, it's the Steady Work or Querent Color candle. For Aquarius, it's the Peace candle. And for Pisces, it's the Spell Reversal, and that one you could use the Reversing candle in too. Mm-hmm. So now you have your candle that represents the Sun. That po- that energy and power that you're going to be given for your hero's journey. I'll add one for Leo. Give me gumption. Give me gumption. Yep, and that's we yep. have a few of those left too. That's that's on our discontinued list. So grab those while you can. Um, 
then you have your your candle that's for your own personal superpower. So you're charging up your personal superpower to overcome, and this is the third candle because you know I love threes. Mm -hmm. That third candle is your story. Mm -hmm. So that third candle, that's your weakness. That, that that's the thing that you're battling. So it might be love. It might be... Okay, let me give you mine for an example, and you can tell me. Okay. okay. So say, for example, I had the sun candle, okay? Mm-hmm. Give me gumption, okay? Uh-huh. And my uh, uh, Achilles heel is um, approval addiction. What would you recommend? Um, the love candle. Okay. Because it's about relationships. Because your approval addiction is about how people relate to you, and that's always love, um, that kind of thing. All right, so right now for myself, um, and these things are, are related, I've got the sun candle. The male, I would use male energy as the sun. The prosperity candle, because that's for the Virgo. And then um, my issues of whether it's prosperity or weight or any of those issues, again, I would use... Um, I would use either the prosperity candle or the money draw candle as that whole thing together. I would use spellbreaker. Or spellbreaker. That's always yeah. a good one. Well, the the spell reversal. Yeah. The spell reversal. So um whatever it is, you can you can always use the Coventry Oracle, the Coventry Magic Oracle to figure out what that last card is for yourself. So that's another one you that's another way you could pull pull that card to find out what's the last card for yourself. So then um then you have these three candles. And and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put one more caveat in there. You might not want that third one. You might just want those two and let things make themselves apparent. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Use those two candles and say, I just need this power and energy to deal with whatever is in front of me. And then I would put um like needed changes vanishing in front of, as the third candle or just mm-hmm. use those two and then add stuff. Maybe it's a picture of you. Maybe it's um some different herbs or some stones, some symbols. Like I would absolutely you know, what which divine ally are you working with right now? Add mm-hmm. that in next to your sun candle. Um write it out. Write out what's bothering you. Put that under the candle. And then you can do some you can then go one step deeper. I don't know. Akashic record work maybe. Mm-hmm. And and go into the Akashic Records and ask to see the origin of this curse and this challenge that you're dealing with. And bring the light to it. Bring the sun to it. Bring your own personal sun to it. That's some fun magic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the, uh, one of the things I, I, what I want to recommend is that if people are interested in the understanding of the psychology of the hero's journey. I recommend, and both of these books are by an author named Robert Johnson. I would recommend the book She, S-H-E, for women, mm-hmm. and the book He for men. Interesting. And they're both on um, the psychology of masculinity and femininity. Um, and then basically, if you want to go into your um, uh, your... Um, relationships. He's also got, uh, you know, which I think um, relationships themselves have their own um, little demons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which, by the way, is based on the composite chart, but we haven't talked about that yet. But um, oh, uh, shut the door. I'm which not, has its no. own son, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, basically, 
Um, he has a book called We also, so it's pretty interesting. <laughs> he, she, and we? I like it. Yeah. I like it. I, You know, I love the little simplicity. The next time that Jackie and I do a show on, or a month on relationships, I'll definitely uh, pull out the theory in regards to composite charts. Are you going to make me read those books, too? Uh, well, you can read he and she on its own, but... <laughs> It's not required reading. It, I, actually, you know, if if you want to grow, it's required reading. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that little thing. If you if want you to, want to break your it. curses, you know, it's kind of required reading. But <laughs> 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 you know, if you want to get into more things that Jackie and I can do in an hour and a half show, it's required reading. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's it's definitely um, pretty interesting. So this has been a great show. I I like it. I I think this is. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping, in my humble way, that that we've been able to communicate the power that's in your sun sign, that the new a new identity idea, that it's not who you already are, it's who you're striving to be, yeah. and to find that positive energy in there. Because listen, I love being a Virgo. I'm really, you know, Virgo gets Virgo and Pisces get such bad raps because, you know, we're we're. Virgos are said we're cold and distant and exacting and I see that more as Capricorn. And yeah, hell yeah. Um but but I love being the Virgo because I get to I get to simplify things. That's to me that's what a Virgo is. We simplify things down to a system. Yeah. And it loves systems. Virgo I, loves systems. I do love a good system. But the, it brings an order to it that makes you helps you go <sighs> I don't have to figure this out every time I have something a blueprint to go back to. Yeah. So, um so I, and that's really I'm like when you said that, when we're talking about that, you're like, Oh, this is what you're striving to be I'm like, Oh my god, it totally is. Yes. Because I feel like life is chaotic. Which is the opposite sign of Virgo. Right, that's that Pisces. Yeah. So so that's so I guess I guess you can look at your curses where your curse would be is the opposite sign, huh? It's one of the ways. Yeah. So there's so much there's so much I have to learn about astrology. I don't know if I want to do it, but you're going to make me anyway. But it'll be it, it'll be. I have a new project I'm working on. It'll be quite easy. You know, I kind of make you learn about candle magic and all that yeah. stuff, don't I? Yeah. I always bring it down to that. I have like a PhD in candle magic at this point. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> there's more to learn, sir. There's more to learn. But I love I love how you you embrace something and you work on that mastery of it. Yeah, and and it's so genuine. I mean, because you love it, and you and you just just learn all that you can about it. Also, you're not a parent, so you can still do that. You can stay up all night. Yes, and, and work I love for doing yourself. That. Yeah, and so there's your superpower. I love doing it. I mean, it is uh, uh, you know the more that I become the process of becoming me, the more I'm realizing that I can help people become you. <laughs> you know what? And you do you you really if you think about it. You've set up your life so you can you can learn about who you are without having to. I mean, well, your your karma has has and your your short circuits have been. You know, you're you're being forced to learn about you. But if you look at it, you've set up your life so you can be you. Yeah. I'm a little jealous. Well, now that we have the same husband, it's 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 better. But. <laughs> That's a joke, people, by the way. We're not doing anything freaky. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, my joke is that, you know, because uh, uh, Tony will do something wonderful. I'll be like, I'm 
oh, my God, I want your husband. <laughs> she goes, here is the thing, at least you're up front about it. <laughs> hey, there's been plenty of women who have tried for that and have not been up front about it. And you know what happens? What? He laughs. <laughs> there was there was a while ago um a gal who was really who was really pushing the envelope. Um and and he's looking at and I said, Do you realize what's going on? And he goes, Oh, that's just stupid. Yeah. That makes no sense. And then he thought and then he thought it was hilarious and then just walked away. But we're running out of time. Yes, we are. Um we're done. Um make sure that you all cruise on over to keepitmagic.com. Um, and check out all the wonderful articles as well as visit our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is. We definitely have a candle for that. And, Jackie, in the meantime, what do they need to do? We need to keep it magic, baby. Speak life, everybody. We'll see you next week. feels perfect, other days it just ain't working, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between, yo it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our hearts through the words we say, mountains crumble with every syllable, hope can live or die, so speak Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.